Welcome to another edition of Midweek Mentions, part of the Lauer After Hours family of podcasts. I get to be your host tonight. I'm Mayor Matt, joined by Allie and Schweitz. Hello to both of you. We, sh- we plan on being joined by Patty. Hello. Hello. Yeah, well, we missed last week. We apologize for that. Sometimes things can happen and life just kind of, get, kind of gets in the way. But let's not celebrate the times that we're not here. Let's just be joyous in the time that we are. The one thing that it does do is it gives us really two weeks worth of shows to go back and take a look and listen to. And quite honestly, the content over the last two weeks has been, I think, has been absolutely magnificent. I don't know if about you guys. I'll kind of start with this topic is, you know, they put out so much content. And the last thing I think we want to be doing is, is being critical of, of the content that's being put out there. But it's only natural with as much that they put out that some things, and even Dan says that you're going to like some of the things better than others. And again, it's almost impossible to like every single thing equally that comes out. But I have found myself, I guess I want to start with Mystery Crate, because Mystery Crate has gotten a little bit back to what the local hour used to be when Dan and Stu weren't on there. It was really a playground for all the other producers. And Mystery Crate is really evolving and getting better and better and better. The dynamic with Witty and Smetty, I think, is getting even better. Smetty is growing on me. Uh, I know some of the folks have been. Don't tell the group the th- chat. So don't I don't. I don't really chat. don't care. You know what? I'm going to say it. I like. You're Smetty. sorry. You're not going to apologize. I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize. I like Smetty. I like Samson. Not going to apologize for either one of those two takes. I am curious to know what are the broadcast elements or the podcast that you find yourself gravitating to more and more as they keep on putting out varied content? I mean, Mystery Crate has been very good recently. They've definitely sort of found a sweet spot as far as getting people involved. Um, They're getting, obviously, Lewis and Tony to talk a little bit more on there. It feels more like the local hour. Uh, They're experimenting a little bit more, but they're also... Uh, producing it a little bit more. So I think at times, you know, they're seeing like the the draft concept that they've done quite a few times. That's from other podcasts that, that do that, but it works. They make it their own. Um, so they're, they're not just sitting around and trying to figure it out anymore. They, I feel like they figured out enough and they can sort of push in a direction and uh, yeah, they obviously record on Thursdays and, they're sort of all on a bit of a high from the Thursday show. So it gives them extra content and, and whatnot. That, that's a fine. They recorded on Fridays. Yeah. They said no, Friday. It's not Thursday. They say they recorded on Friday, but they recorded mm. on Thursday because they always no, slip. They Prove it. Not, they would not lie to us. It's on, mm. it's, it comes out on Friday. It's recorded on Friday. Okay. $2 Canadian. Is that about a dollar. Walk, walk to a great lake. I'll mail it to you. Allie, what about you? So besides Mystery Crate, I find myself listening to Basketball Illuminati. Amin is my favorite personality within the Levitard universe or the Meadowverse, as they now call it. Um, I don't even watch basketball that often, but I just found myself gravitating towards their podcast just because Amin and Tom and Anthony Mays are just so good at what they do. And they're so knowledgeable in basketball and they're bringing to light stories that Maybe not everybody has paid attention to not just your X's and O's talk or reaction podcast to this big moment in this big game. They're like the not the latest one. I haven't had time to listen to it, but the one before was talking about the in, how 
the injuries affect the amount of playing time people have, like comparing the amount of game superstars are playing in the NBA now compared to what they were playing in 10 years ago. And there's a huge difference. It's like a 12 to 15 game difference from superstars playing almost every game to now I think they're averaging, I think they said 52 games. So it's just focusing on those like pinpoint stories that not anybody is really talking about within basketball circles is just fascinating to me. And I just love Amin. Amin is a lot like Lorenzo to me. Um, I find him maddening because they're so chaotic, but the reason why they're so chaotic is because they are super creative and their mind is working so fast. It's the, it's, it's maddening, but it's also the thing I admire most about both of them. Like I said, the, the creativity just spills out in every single direction. Schweiz, you had some other thoughts on podcasts and some of the products that the, that the group's pushing out. I just want to say I'm very happy that Cinephobe is now officially a part of the universe. What's um, Cinephobe? Cinephobe is a podcast that uh, they go and rate other, or, uh, other movies that have a low rating on Rotten Tomatoes and ascertain if those movies are accurately rated or got a fair shake. Or didn't Who's get it produced by? Uh, it's produced by Anthony Mays, starring Zach Harper and Amin El Hassan. Where can I find it? Wherever you find podcasts. Awesome. Um, but yes, just very enjoyable content. It gets very blue. Um, it goes off the rails quite a bit. You don't have to know the movies at all. It's still just enjoyable. They break down the movies. Um, as we also do on Cinema, which is a great podcast as well. But, um, yeah, no, I'm very happy that they're going to be on. I hope that, you know, Billy comes on a little bit. I, I, I just hope there's more crossover getting some guests on there because they have a lot of fun with the guests. Um, that podcast is certainly not for everyone. I know my wife would hate it, for example, if I played it in the car. It gets very blue. It gets very vulgar at times, but it's very enjoyable. One of the other elements, not necessarily a different podcast, but uh, a part of the show that has grown and of becoming a larger and larger part even today was no exception, the top five lists. And the fact that it's not just top five lists, they'll have four people doing four different top five lists concurrently in it. Oh, it's, it's just absolutely fantastic. And it's all over the place in celebration of that. And again, this is a little bit dated. I have my top five, top fives from the, from really from last week. So we don't need the fanfare for it, but the uh, top five from uh, last week, the top five, top five list. Number five was the golf terms list that they had put out during master's week. Number four was the most influential people of Detroit, which I thought was phenomenal as Mike was in Detroit and came out with a list and was making Roy extremely mad by some of his choices. Number three is funny ground ball names. I don't know if you remember that from a couple weeks ago. Number two is Detroit head coaches. I was surprised they were up there a bunch of head coaches, but anytime you can work Wayne fonts into a conversation, it certainly is, is good. The top, the number one top five list that they had last week was fast food fries. And we can very quickly go through that. Your favorite fast food fry is what, Allie? If I had, if we played gun to my head for French fries, I would have to say in and out or not in and out, but uh, five guys. I think in and out is the most overrated thing in the history of things that are considered really good. So they, their fries can just go say hi to our brows, get out of here. But five guys, number one, for sure. And the it's new a- Wendy's fries are sneaking in there. They're, they're going to give five guys a run for their money. You know, it's funny about five guys fries. I'm almost going to grant you they, they're a little bit soft, but they're the, but the, obviously they're the freshest, most potatoy fries. I haven't eaten at a five guys in probably two and a half years. At least I've got, we've got one here in Cartersville. 
It's just not in my rotation, but uh, it is not, very pricey for a burger joint, but I'd say yeah. well worth it. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, they give you anytime they serve you your fries in a bag that is doused with grease, you know, when they hand it to you, it's, it can't be all that bad for you, can it? Schweitz, what about you? Fast food fries. Do you, or do you, I know you're, you probably don't even eat French fries, do you? Oh, no, I do Too like French flavor. fries. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I don't put anything on them. I just like my salt and, and my fries. I don't need the ketchup or anything. But uh, McDonald's is one for me. I do like Five Guys, Wendy's. I can't really go wrong with a French fry unless it's a sweet potato fry, which are trash. I do have one I had this past weekend that I didn't know was going to like blow my mind and now sneak into my top five, but White Castle. White Castle has some sneaky, awesome crinkle fries. I never would have thought it. I've never eaten at a White Castle. We've got crystals down here. And my saying is you only Same do- thing. I know it is, but you only do. Oh, no, crystal- it's not. That's blasphemy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> my saying is you only eat at crystals when your mind forgets what it did to your body the last time you ate it. That's why you it's have just- to order without onions. Never it's- order White Castle or crystal with onions. Your stomach will hate you and your entire household will hate you for days. Well, I figure it's a net weight loss. I mean, you could eat. I mean, any things can you eat 10 Good of cleanse. and you end up losing weight from it? Yeah. If I chase it with some ice cream, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be down to 130 pounds within a week, I think. Maybe. I do have a, a I do have a salute plan. to Billy, though, with his top five list, how four of the five were Tony's list. Oh, that was. Because he just can't stand Tony. Oh, and I, that was and awesome, Tony is just such a perfect person just to beat up on. Top five worst list. Four, I, four of the five were Tony's list. And it's funny. I like Tony a whole lot. But, you know, when he first came on, again, it's he's so Miami. It's the bravado for no apparent reason. And now they're kind of knocking him down a few pegs and he's, he's having to kind of swim upstream to hold on to his cred. But I, again, great part of, of the Levitard universe, but, uh, but yeah, Billy kind of full frontal assault on, on Tony with, with his uh, top five, because let me say that pizza list was, I was actually hoping that Billy, cause I remember it was, that was a top 25 list of pizzas. I was hoping Billy was going to go, you know, number five is Tony's pizza list numbers. 25 to 21 yeah number four <laughs> was, was his bat was his pizza list from 20 to you know from 19 to 15 but he didn't do that but it was still um it was still a direct shot and right at him so not bad at all uh moving on to other things witty made a comment today i want to get your take on this it was just a, a little subtle thing when they're talking about the worst of people what brings out the worst in people and uh, as you all know, uh, you know, my daughter was, uh, we had a destination wedding in the Dominican Republic a few weeks ago. She's, it, it, was, it was a great time. Everything was, was fantastic. But international travel and just being on a plane and having to deal with the way some people just decide to act, both in the airport and on an airplane, it's just absolutely amazing to me. I don't know the last time either one of you flew, but I'm never, I never cease to be amazed at the experiences when you're, when you're trying to travel. It's been almost seven years since I've traveled. I was just early on in my pregnancy with Lucy when I had to fly out to St. Louis for my brother-in-law's wedding. So I had me and my husband and my oldest was three at the time and he was perfectly fine with it. Like most well-behaved, but I'm over there stressing the fuck out, taking my Dramamine as barely, barely as little as I can, just so I could call my nerves while puking in the bag and puking in the bathroom. But yeah, the worst of people like in a crowd, in a public place, when you're already stressed out, that's where you see the the best and the worst of, of humankind. Well, and, I, and I'll tell you, um, my sister-in-law, they were on the same flight from the Dominican back to Atlanta. They had to catch a connecting flight 
they were sitting towards the front of the plane. We were a little bit further back and we were texting the next day. We didn't get a chance to see them as we were going through international. They had, again, they had a transfer to catch. So she asked me, she sent me a text. She says, did you see air marshals at the runway when you you know, when you got off the plane, were there air marshals there? And I was like, no, there's, and, you know, I said, we we're on the same plane. I mean, I, she said the lady behind there, lady behind her who was refusing to wear her mask and giving a hard time to the flight attendants. And evidently there were three armed guards with, I mean, armed, there were three armed officers, air marshals when she got off the plane, I guess, to deal with her. And of course this week, the TSA has undone all that, but it's like, how long have these rules been in place? Why, why are you going out of your way to cause trouble. And, you know, of course, everybody around them was going, well, you just put the mask on and be quiet. You know, you just follow the rules that everybody else is following. It's not that difficult. Anyway, that was experience uh, that we had there. Uh, happy to be joined by Patty. Welcome uh, to Midweek Mentions. Hey, Patty. Patty, you got your, got your homework Welcome. done and ready to get right at it, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Ready to get at it. Ready to get at it. So uh, I do have one person that uh, I was on an air. Uh, I know we're talking about the worst people at airports. Uh, so this person, I was sitting in the exit row. And in, in some like flights, there's only two seats in the exit row. And then there's like extra space, right? So I had sat down in the middle seat, not thinking really anything of it, just because, you know, it's the farthest seat. And I was like, whatever. Like whoever sits next to me probably has enough room on the outside to, you know, extend or whatever. And I have a little bit of room to my, to my left. And, uh, and then a guy comes in and he's not wearing his mask correctly. It's like all the way hanging down his, hanging down his nose and all of those fun things. And, uh, and then he falls asleep, like, like to where, like one of those good sleeps, uh, like midway through the flight where he's like, up against the back of the other seat, like in front of him. Like he's not, there's, there is something about a good plane suite sleep oh. right after, right after takeoff, right after taxiway, right as you're ascending. Oh, that's, that's my sweet spot there. That's the witching hour for me, but go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, this person, uh, also, uh, is he, you know, he's a bigger guy, probably about six, three, uh, and he is uh man spreading all over the place, just all in my business. And I'm not a like a small guy. I'm about six foot. So like, it's not like, I'm not a small guy at an airplane, but I'm scoot. Like I'm as far left as I can possibly be in my seat. And I'm like starting to get into like this other guy's extra leg room. And this guy is still like just falling on top of me asleep. So people that fall asleep on top of you at air on airplanes, top, top five worst people of all time. Ooh, let's get your list. Your top five worst people of all time. All right. All right. Uh, we'll, give you, any... we'll give you some buffer room. We'll give you yeah, some buffer well, room. We'll give, we'll give you a second to think about it. We're going to go to Schweitz and we'll come back for your top lot five list, Patty. We're going to build a little bit of excitement towards that top five list. So Schweitz, we'll go to you. I'll say uh, some of the worst people on flights. I've done, you know, trips where uh, at the age of 20, I was traveling overseas. And as soon as we got into international, it was with a, with a big group. We were all around the same age. Uh, as soon as we got in the air, all of the people that were now legal to drink just started drinking everything they could on the flight and just got super belligerent, which was awful. Um, just people that don't know how to handle their alcohol, just being rowdy and acting like we're at the club when we're on a seven hour flight. That was pretty awful. Uh, another fun one was during my honeymoon, you know, we're getting ready to fly to Europe and uh, my wife and I are in 
two seats and the woman next to us gets on the plane, sort of staggers on, sits down and is out and clearly has taken a ton of sleeping pills. And they come and, you know, you put the tray tables up, you get ready to go. And this woman is not moving. We thought that they were going to have to to cancel the flight and take her off or, or whatnot. And luckily she woke up at the last second, buckled herself in and went right back to sleep. And then as soon as we landed, she just popped up, ate whatever peanuts were in front of her and was out the door. She just, she had it down to a science and I was just super impressed with her, but we were very worried about her for about four hours of the flight. All right, Patty, we've got your top five list and I'll probably augment it. Hopefully you'll hit on some of the ones that, that would be on my list, but let's, let's hear it starting with number five. All right. At number five, we have 76er fans. They are just the worst fans probably in sports. Honestly, Philadelphia fans, just all of them, just, just all of them. Uh, so the, the entire city of Philadelphia, uh, we could just say, honestly, just all of those people, number five. Uh, at number four, we have people that fall asleep uh, on you on a plane. At number three, we have people that when you go out, they can't handle their liquor. And then they just take off, you know, running down the street and, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So those are number three. At number two, we have Christmas. And at number one, we have Greyhound bus people. That's an outstanding list. I, it makes me of, laugh every time. A couple of addendums to that. Are the, wait, are those people that take the Greyhound bus or are those people that are like Disney adults, but for Greyhound? No, those are people that like are just, you know, taking like really long trips on Greyhound buses. Okay. So one of the things I was a few years ago, I was fortunate enough to fly to Tokyo and have an experience in Japan. The downside of that, it was a Salute direct, fl- it was a direct flight to, from Atlanta to Tokyo, which is about 26 hours in the air. That's, that's a long time. And I understand everybody, you know, it's going to be a little bit comfortable. Uh, you know, you, you're going to be sitting somewhere for a little while and they would bring, they would circulate hot towels every now and then, you know, come by and get you to kind of freshen up a little bit. I don't understand people who just think that it's their living room all of a sudden will unbutton their pants. I had this on the, on the flight back from DR, the guy next to me has got his pants unbuttoned and I'm like, dude, what, what, what the hell, man? Um, People that take their shoes off and are walking around, you know, barefoot on the plane, which I'm, I'm I just, it just gnarls my stomach. And I do have a, uh, the, the, the other worst one is, and again, this is from a, a good friend of mine who all, whenever he travels, he always has the worst stories. He sat next to a lady one time who put the tray down and proceeded to eat sunflower seeds the entire trip and she sat there and just was you know jamming them in her mouth and I'm, i've got nothing against sunflower seeds but she was you know taking them and then spitting them in her hand and, and stacking them up on the the tray in front of her and this was a, a rather long flight and so you know two or three hours of her just constantly just hammering sunflower seeds and had this big pile of wet saliva soaked sunflower seeds right there next to him as he's trying to catch a little relaxation on his flight. I, and I, and I guess I could add this to the, to the list. I had it. I decided to bring something back from the Dominican Republic with me. It's uh, something, I don't know if you've ever heard of, it's called COVID. All right. Uh, finally finally right. took the plunge and got COVID. Import. Uh, that, I, I got a negative test on Sunday at three o'clock. Monday, I was feeling a little bit sore throat and I figured it was allergy related. That was when our flight was back Tuesday. I wasn't feeling really good and went to the doctor Wednesday 
and uh, took a test and I said, Hey, guess what? You got COVID. So I had to sit at home and isolate for the next few days. Uh, and unfortunately the masters was on. So I just had to sit back and watch. Oh, how, how days sad. How unfortunate. It was, it, it was tough. Had Braves Awful. opening day, you know, baseball opening weekend and masters golf all weekend long. So, but I'm, how are the, I'm how are the Braves looking I'm, so far? I'm What's vaxxed, your opinion on the Braves? Let's get boosted, your baseball. Uh, Braves up and down a little bit. They lost today, but they've played 14 straight games. They're hovering around 500. They're going to be fine. You, it's too early in the season to make real big judgments. They need to need to step it up a little bit, but they're, they're as long as they're treading water right now, they'll be fine. The Braves. How's, da- how's Dansby doing? He's on my fantasy team. Absolutely horrifically. He's got two oh, no. RBIs and batting uh, somewhere in the low to mid hundreds. I check my team every 14 days now because I set it to auto lineup because I'm going to prove that you can auto lineup win something in fantasy baseball that I, I will not check my team at all. Not if you have Dansby Swanson, who's hitting in the low hundreds and has two RBIs in the season. That's unfortunate, but he's so How many Blue Jays do you have? Oh, let's check. I don't even think I have a single. I have Juan Soto. Who's he play for? Not the Blue Jays. (laughs) Not the Blue Jays. Not the Blue Jays. Who he play for? While you're looking, yeah, this is going to be fascinating. Allie, look up your fantasy team. Uh, Let's move on to another topic while you're Oh, we did this already, but I forgot. I even read this last time. And I want you to, and and actually in the spirit of the show, we're going to move on to other topics. And every once in a while, I just want you to chime in with a member just out of nowhere, just a member of your fantasy baseball team. I like Um, it. The return of Naked Chris a couple weeks ago was fantastic. Mike in Detroit and the pictures that ensued with his Hot Cheetos, Bloody Mary, and the beer bat. I want a beer bat that he had in, in the Comerica Park. That was absolutely fantastic. But Chris had a topic. I mentioned the return of Naked Chris as well. Patty, go ahead. You had something you wanted to add. Yeah, so Mike was talking about the beer bat. And the thing about that is, first of all, it's the beer batter. And the only, and you know, that's what we called it anyway at when, at the organization that I worked for uh, in the TCL. And it's basically the same concept uh, where if the batter strikes out the it's half off, it's half off beer or draft beer for the, you know, remainder of like the rest of the inning, et cetera, et cetera. And he kept calling it the draft, the, uh, the beer, the beer bat. And it just, that distinction just really bothered me. No, you didn't see the picture. It was a it was a tall glass, or a, I guess it was a plastic glass. It was about two feet tall, and it was in the shape of a baseball bat. Okay. And Gary uh, Sanchez, go go back through his Facebook through his timeline okay. on Twitter and take a look. I was like, I if I could find one of those on if I could find one of those on eBay, I would probably buy it. It was pretty cool. Um, and I mentioned Naked Chris was back. That was fantastic. Patty already hit the Christmas is number two. Well done there. But Chris Cody came up with a topic. Um, I may have been during Mystery Crate about what condiment would you sit in a tub of? And so that had, again, everybody kind of stopped in bewilderment there. If you had Giancarlo to, Stanton. If you had to pick a tub of some sort of condiment, what would you choose to sit in? Is whipped cream a condiment? I think it's a topping. Oh, yeah, it's, more of a top. a con- it's more of a dessert yeah. topping. I would oh, say anything you put on fries is a condiment, but you don't put anything on fries. So you can put whipped cream on fries. Yeah, he makes a good point. Dip it in your shape. I mean, you could. You could put a lot of things on fries. With, you could put anything on fries. I mean, you put gravy. Is gravy a condiment? No. Gravy is gravy, but there's poutine. So go figure. Which one's going to exfoliate your skin the best? I'm, I, I guess my thought with, with condiments, it's what can you get for free in a packet at a fast food joint? I mean, I think if you go with the Chick-fil-A sauce, if you go with... Polynesian 
uh, ketchup, mustard, mayo. I feel uh, like if the- you go with anything acidic based, like or like you know, like vinegar based, it's just gonna burn a lot. So I feel like I feel like ranch is probably like the safest option here. I, I was I think what ranch would be my number one if I had to select something like that because honey mustard. Oh, while it might be kind of smooth, soothing, it might be like almost like a, an Aveeno type of situation. Uh, it's not going to rinse off very easily. I think ranch would probably be the, the easiest to rid yourself of. Chimera Candelario. Schweitz, what, yeah. uh, what condiment would you want to dip yourself into? None. I'm a, I'm a hairy person, so that's just asking for problems all around. Just play the game. Um, ketchup. I want you all to picture it. That wasn't that tough, was it? <laughs> I go, I go tzatziki or however you say it, like that Greek sauce. But yeah, tzatziki that's it. Sauce. Yeah, it's not a bad. Got choice. that yo- Greek yogurt and some dill in there. Little little bit of pinch of lemon juice. You're what set. Mm-hmm. It'd be too chunky though. Like you'd feel all the chunks of like tomatoes. Yeah, depending and on onions. when you sat, with, with how well finely shredded some of that guac is. If you're sitting in the wrong spot, you're going to be <laughs> stuck. That could be a challenge. It's, it's going to turn fast. Yeah. It really is. Frank Schwindel. All right. That's what not are the a to- real name. What other topics do y'all have uh, from the last couple weeks of shows? What's everybody's opinion about Homer Mike talking about the Miami Heat? That was like all the show yesterday or the day before one of the shows. I don't know. It was all a blur. It was a lot of Heat talk, a lot of LeBron talk. I appreciate how nobody gets it, though. Nobody gets his bit of how he over-exaggerates his Homerism. And it's so great because you'll peruse the dirty place that is the Levitard Reddit and people just don't get the show and don't get Mike. And I find it hilarious. He just I, needs to keep digging. It's, I it's think awesome. it's hilarious too. And of course they're playing awesome. uh, the Atlanta Hawks is, which is my, that my, my team, I guess, if you want to call it just Madrid geographic perspective, I don't, I don't, I'm not angry enough or I don't care enough. It wasn't like offending me that he was talking about the Hawks the way that he was. A lot of his points were actually pretty accurate from what little NBA I've watched. Had it been a New York Knicks fan saying all those things, I would have felt very differently or a Sixers fan saying the same thing. I would have felt very differently, but facts are facts. And again, I, I do like when Mike gets on his uh, kind of people-esque type of rants and being deeply defensive of uh, of his hometown team. Nothing wrong with a little passion. It would, it would be great if they do like a, a round table with Cortez, Homer, Mike, and Pipo, just all being their homer selves and the different ways that they do it. It would just so much comedy. Reddit still wouldn't understand it. Aaron Savale, Savale, whatever. Kojak. Patty, what about you? Uh, I mean, honestly, every time I, every time Mike does a bit, I think they're always incredibly well executed to the point where I don't know if they are, you know, actual bit or if it's his actual like opinion sometimes. So like, uh, I, I do, I, I see where some people, like where some people, like you were saying, Ali, like on Reddit might not get it, but like at some point I feel like you kind of have to, have to get what he's saying when he's saying like the jimmy butler and the bam out of bio <laughs> so i love it well that cycles me around to something else that i've got to mention which is what is hopefully going to continue to be a monthly feature which is mike sure with his monthly o- observations and his, his little observation oh man i blew it his takedown of mike on that point that patty just made with him talking about bam out of bio he goes you know how many times is he going to say bam out of bio 
Like there's another Adebayo that we've got to figure out who this is. It's not ever just Bam. It's not ever just Adebayo. It's got to be Bam Adebayo. There is a character in the Peacemaker show named Adebayo. So there is another Adebayo. I just, he's one of those people that the, just the sound of his voice makes you smile because you just know something funny is just cooking and right around the corner. His book, did did any of y'all read or listen to his, his book, the how to be perfect? I got, I'm getting to it. I got, I got the audio copy of it and the entire time, uh, I'm not saying it was bad. It was actually, it was just, it was a smart book. And I was, I was looking for more lowbrow. It did mix in uh, Ted Danson and Kristen Bell and some of the people from The Good Place. But it was it was a serious, well-researched book. And I'm not saying it was bad. It was actually very good. It was just different than what my expectation was when I was just going to listen to Mike Schur talk for, you know, X amount of hours to do the book. But it's uh, it was interesting. Edwin Diaz. <laughs> what other topics do we have from the show in the last few weeks? Smetty was gone for a, few, for a few weeks, so that was nice. All right, so you're late to the proceedings. <laughs> and... I'm I'm going full on, and maybe this is going to be like a corporate mic, but it's going to be corporate Matt. I'm going on the record. I've been slow to it. Uh, I am I'm Team Smetty. I'm I'm going against the grain. Teddy, I'm telling you, she has cut her teeth. She's she's paid her dues. She's in the tent. She's I'm on board. the The top five Catholic holidays, holy days, it might may have been what swayed me as a fellow Catholic. I just think she has her sense of humor. I finally just kind of get it, and she doesn't take herself too seriously. I'm a fan of strong women. She appears to be one of those. She tends to be a little, little bit, a little bit wise beyond her years, perhaps sometimes, or at least puts that puts that out as a character. So I'm well, going to defend Smetty. She's part me, of the let family. Me explain, let me explain it. my reasoning because because everything that you're saying are, are very valid reasons to like Smetty. But I, I go to Ohio State and I'm a Browns fan, so everything that she likes, I hate. She <laughs> loves the Steelers. I, I want their stadium to burn to the ground. She went to Clemson initially, right? Or whatever, or whatever it was. I can't stand, I cannot stand, I cannot stand Clemson. She so went to every Big says, Ten school that's not Ohio State. What'd you say? The Ohio State. She Ohio went to, State. I can say it, I'm from there. So your issue is more of a fan-based, you just have issues with her, with her fandom. Yeah, and I don't want to have to hear about them. So, like, you know, the Steeler talk all last year, just like, really just wanted like i just want, didn't want to listen to the show anytime she was talking about the steelers you don't get enough browns conversation with mike talking about him baker ha- Baker, i still believe in baker he's got the Isn't he going to the panthers no is that what the rumor is now that <laughs> please, he's going to the panthers he is who not just... saying that with a straight face <laughs> no 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 it's in all seriousness i do think that baker did get a fair shake and i think I would have rather the Browns kept Baker instead of gotten a sexual predator, but here we are. Speaking of sexual predators, Trevor Bauer. Ooh. He's on your team. He's like, it drafted me, Trevor Bauer. And Azuna. That's yeah, why my that... team name is hashtag me also. <laughs> That's outstanding. What place are you? Do, are you I guess you haven't checked the standings. Well, I'm, I just good. checked. It told me I am in last, but hey, that's okay. It's early Wasn't, in the year. Weren't the Nationals in last halfway through the season when they won the, the World Series? So we're still yeah, in it, baby. Still in it. I'm not worried. I feel like with a bunch of people hurt on my team and a few, you know, sexual predators on there, you know, got to step it up. Dansby's got to step it up with those beautiful locks of hair he has. Carlos Carrasco. Sunny Gray. And I have a Clevenger. That'd be Mike. There you go. Ooh, actually, I have another thing. So I like to bring this to the forefront. 
So in Mystery Crate, when they were talking about the little piggies thing, the Mother Goose thing, did you know that that has racist connotations with it? That's the Dan and me bringing that to the the limelight because a lot of people don't know that. That if you listen and really think about it, Mother Goose is a little bit racist there. It's an important conversation. I'm glad we're having it. This is grim. I'm trying to think the where the racist connotation is. This little piggy market selling at a slave auction is yeah some slaves got to eat some slaves didn't i know i just killed mother goose for you but it's just that specific one and it was like a til kind of moment whenever um i learned about it a few weeks ago before they started talking about it and i had to go run to my husband be like oh my god we just talked about this and they were talking about little piggies it's a fun it's a fun little game you get to play with like little kids toes and it's wee 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 and you tickle them and all that and then like he had to go and ruin it with the whole slavery thing. I'm just going to disagree. I'm going to continue to keep my head buried on the sand on that. My grandmother used to <laughs> do the little piggies with me, and that's they're going to that that memory is going to live right there. Ooh, anything ooh, Mayor, maybe. what's your top five Mother Goose nursery rhymes? Ooh, top five Mother Goose nu- nursery rhymes. Hmm, I don't know if it's Mother Goose or just um, any. We'll do any because I think she kind of just holds the market on all of them. You can just claim all of them are Mother Goose. Go with six. You can do ducks. mix. You can do mix. Six little ducks. Okay. You know what that one is? Six little ducks that I once knew, fat ones, skinny ones, pale ones too. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that one. One little duck with a feather on his back. He did something with the others with his quack, quack, quack. Okay. That's uh, (laughs) that's one. There is one that I've turned into something that's rather adult rated that I used to do. My daughter, it was was the the original one is this pussycat, pussycat, where have you been? Says, I went to London to visit the queen. Uh, Pussycat, pussycat, what did you there? I don't care what the original sounds like. I want to hear what your no, no, no. remix version. No, 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 no. Your remix no, no. You brought it up. You can you create your own. But anyway, that that's number four. Uh, number three. There once was a man from Nantucket. Uh, sure. We'll go with number. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that sounds like a good number three. I mean, pretty obvious. Number two is Christmas. And number one is three Billy Goats Gruff. All right. Those aren't really Mother Solid. Goose. Those are more um, grim. Say, it's a very kind of generational thing because I don't really know those ones. Like if I had to make a top five nursery rhymes list, my number five would be if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. That's a song, not a nursery rhyme. Well, fine. Okay. Then let's do. <clears throat> I'm about... criticizing yours and I didn't hit one single, you know, Mother you're Goose. Fine. We'll put that one in a different list. How we'll about do Humpty London... Dumpty? Humpty Dumpty's a good one. London Bridge is falling down. Okay. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Mary had a little lamb. I think that's three. Number two is Christmas. And number one is the finger family. Like, daddy finger, daddy finger, where are you? Here I am. Here I am. How do you do? And then you go through all of them. And it's like mommy finger, brother finger, sister finger, baby finger. And you have all the fingers. I don't think any of I, I don't think any of these are nursery rhymes, though. It's mm-hmm. like, we, you sing it we, to we your really... kids. That you sing it to your kids and they learn something. But that doesn't I, rhyme, does it? What did they learn? I, I don't know. I'm I'm just scared to death. We will do close But you know what? Everybody is already. Let's hear your uh, list. Schweitz, what's your list? Uh, Wee Willie Winky, Eeny Meeny Miny Mo. Ooh, those are uh, good. Ring around the ring around the rosy. Yep. Fat Jack Spratt. Yeah, Jack Spratt can eat no fat. And Peter Pepper picked a pack of pickled Christmas. Good. Itsy Bitsy Spider uh, would have been a good choice as well. You know what, Schweiss? That was still a better list than Tony. Yeah, number number three was great nursery rhymes. <laughs> 
<laughs> number two, two was two, Christmas, two. and number one was Italian nursery rhymes. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, that list sounds like a good place to uh, jump off the boat here. We appreciate everybody hanging out with a, another week of midweek mentions here on the Lauer After Hour family of podcasts. Remember, we've also got in our group, we have Laughter the Club and Post Post Game, as, lo- as long with Cinema. I think we've got a couple of new episodes in the hopper over there. Also, if you're looking for gear, go to shop.lauerafterhours.com. We've got great merch there as well. Uh, Patty, thanks for uh, joining the group. Where can people find you online? Uh, everybody can find me on Twitter at Patty from Cut. That's at P A D D Y from Cut. Uh, shout out Cutthroat. Uh, that's about it. All right, Allie, yourself getting turned up in the virtual Talladega Super Speedway infield, Talladega Boulevard, baby. Dale Jr.'s on the broadcast this weekend. Are you, everybody, are should you listen. going? No, I wish oh. it's only four hours away. But you know, all of my income now is going to a rental property that i don't even own yet so housing market yay yay schweitz what about you you can find me in snowy canada we can win virginia p lacy had a little bit of they had snow all up the east coast too i'm I'm wearing shorts we we were at the other end of that got the air conditioning going so so do do i (laughs) yeah it was 29 degrees this morning and then i think saturday and a lot of this it's going to be 80 degrees Thing. All I got was flooding here. Flem, I hope you're listening to You can find me on Twitter at, at Santini Matt. Again, for everybody here at Lauer After Hours, hope you have a fantastic week. Make sure to catch us next week for another edition of Midweek Matches. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.